It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Know Your Enemy. My name is Brent Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Jeffrey Benedict is off on family obligation, or like I like to say, assignment, because it makes him sound more official. (laughs) Shannon White is here with me, and we have a fantastic guest. Oh, man, am I excited for this one. Former Pittsburgh Steeler of eight years, former Carolina Panther of four years, and... A New York Jet, which I didn't realize for two years, it's Dwight Stone. Dwight. Yes, sir. It is so great to This is a pleasure. You've got the Christmas tree behind you. Yeah. Hey, okay. The tree's not finished. The story about the tree's gone. Like, oh, man, all you did was put lights up there. Well, I have a daughter's coming home tomorrow from college, uh, North Carolina State. And we put the lights up first. We put the ornaments once she comes. So I, I have three daughters here, and I got to have all of them here when I put the ornaments up there. So that's why the tree looked like that. Uh, this time tomorrow, if you look at it, it looked different. You have to send me a picture. Okay, I, I promise you I will. <laughs> all right. I, three daughters. Shannon White, how are you this evening? Can you imagine three daughters? No, I've only got one son, so... But uh, I'm I'm super super excited. I've got I've got goosebumps because you know I mean mm. I remember the still curtain years, but I was young, you know, young boy, and so when I really remember, you know, so much was right during those '80s and early '90s with with you know Mr. Stone, uh, you know, oh, just man. a huge fan, little starstruck, I guess. But uh, I've got some 
some questions I'm really excited about asking you. You're more than welcome to ask me any question, but you can't say Mr. Stone. Okay. Yeah, that, that's off limits. You know, you can say <laughs> Dwight Stone or whatever you want to call me, but no, we're, you know, I'm very laid back. I don't want the title Mr., you know, but uh, Dwight just, would be great. No, just sir, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got jokes too. Okay. Uh, he's 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 the funny one. Okay. He's he's wearing a shirt that says "Lean Mean." What are you gonna? I mean, yeah, you know, man, I, mean. I, I want none of that. <laughs> well, let's let's get into it. This, this is fantastic. Uh, what we usually do on this show is we talk about the week fifteen. We talk about the upcoming opponent. We're gonna do that. But we're going to talk to Dwight Stone first about his career with the Steelers because this is this is something that we don't get very often. We're really excited, and just like Shannon Dwight, I I remember uh, my late high school days, early college days, watching you play. And as we've talked before, and we've met in person a couple of years ago, and I I told you this, told you my story, and I'm going to go ahead and relay it for the audience. I was 20 years old. And I was working for a television station in Johnstown, PA, and they gave me press pa passes for 30 years ago, November 22nd wow. of 1992. Wow. And that was Bill Cowher's first year. And you caught an out pass, and I was on the sideline with a camera, and you were coming right at me. <laughs> and you and I had two choices. The first choice was to stand there and absorb the hit which I would have gotten because you were, I mean, you were coming right at me because your momentum coming out of bounds. And what were you like 178 at that time? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, even at 178 momentum is going to kill me probably. And I have the camera from this Fox eight station. And so I realized that all my fraternity brothers, all my buddies, my family were watching and I was like, man, I should take the hit. But then I just ran away. <laughs> so when i told you that story do you remember what you said to me oh uh, 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 oh no, you're like i didn't I hurt just... you did i <laughs> okay okay well, i'm normally always trying to make sure i don't like harming people even <laughs> i played but yes uh i'll that... make sure that you're fine i don't want to leave a bad example <laughs> So we have a 30-year bond <laughs> that you didn't realize we had. We got, a, we got an anniversary. Yeah. Is, how about that? So, <laughs> hey, it, it is so great to have you on here. So let's get into Thank it. You. The uh, okay. your, your career. You were, you were known as a speedster back then. And Shannon has a question about that. I'm going to let him take that because this is what he, he wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Yes. Yes. Just one of a few questions, but the – you know, you look at the Wikipedia and, and you and look back. I, I love to look at the history. And when you talk about the fastest Pittsburgh Steelers players of all time, your name's right there at the top. Because according to Wikipedia and, and other references, you ran a 4.240. Which yes. you know, that's that's fine. I mean, that's you know, world class. Um, you also played with Rod Woodson, yes, who was a track star at Purdue and and also uh, an elite talent with elite speed. Uh, were you faster than Rod Woodson? And did y'all ever test that with a little race? Uh, we we never uh, race per se, but um, Coach No uh, said to himself, he said I was the fastest, you know. And yep, yep. You know, and, and Rod kind of cheated too. Let me see how <laughs> Rod had uh, track experience. Rod yeah. had coaches him. I'm yeah. your regular country boy, 
Yeah, yeah. That's my speed. So I got natural speed. He got the uh, pretty boy speed, you know. So I, I have the country boy speed. He was so. coached up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. He was coached up, yeah. So I watched, I I watched this Rob. week when he was in the fastest man Pro Bowl competition, and yes. it was Herschel Walker, Willie Galt, Daryl Green, Rod Woodson, and a couple other guys that didn't, you know, they got knocked out quick. But Woodson got beat in the finals by Daryl Green, which, yes. you know, we know. But uh, I think Daryl Green's speed was around 4-2. So, you know, you're talking about yes. your speed Darryl was right Green. there with the fastest guys the NFL's ever seen. See, yeah, yeah Daryl's speed was like country boy speed, too. Yeah, You know, now I'll have to bring my A game plus some because he, he can run. I, yeah. I've watched him. I met him a couple of times. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I mean, very laid back. But yeah, Daryl, Daryl can roll. Yes. And Rose, so could Rod. Rod, Rod got once he got to going, you know, his speed, he had the pretty form too. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, I didn't tell him he had pretty form. I <laughs> what do you remember about coming into the league in 1987, Dwight? Uh what I remember about uh 1987 was training camp. Uh, when the rookies uh, came into camp, and I did some things that got Coach Noel attention, and he called me after practice one time. I'm like, "Oh man, they cut me already! It, it ain't it ain't <laughs> been a full week. They were ready to send me home." And he said, uh, "Dwight, he's I like for you to stay after practice, so we can catch returning kicks. I never returned a kick in my life. I never played receiver in my life." He said. Um, I want to teach you how to return kicks. He said, you have a very nice speed. I want to show you. And Coach Noel got some skills. I mean, he got some smooth skill of returning kicks. Uh, went out there. We spent each day after practice and before practice, he was showing me how to return kicks. I said, wow, here's a guy now. I'm a free agent. You know, there, there's like yeah. over 100 people in camp. And for him to pull me aside and ask me, you know, uh, do I mind staying after practice? I was like, Coach, I, I come before practice, after practice, whatever you want. But, yeah, he, he was just that nice. And I, I fell in love with him. That is absolutely awesome. Let me ask you this. That was 1987, so that was the uh, the strike year. Yes. Oh, yes. Were you – now, were you off or were you on that uh, that team that, See, uh, 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 the, the first, uh, we had a meeting, Tunch Ilkin had a meeting, I think at Cheers, a place somewhere downtown, I may not be Cheers, but downtown Pittsburgh at our first game. He said, all right, guys, we're getting ready to go on strike. I'm like, what, what, what the heck is strike? What does that mean? We're going to play in baseball or what, what are we doing? <laughs> he said, uh, well, we haven't come to an agreement, the player association with the, uh, the team and all this. Right? I said, okay, I'm still confused. All right, guys. So starting tomorrow, we're not showing up to practice. I'm like, do we still get paid? <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> so we went on strike. So for the first two games, you know, I'm a rookie. I'm the only one, only free agent make the team. I'm just barely on the team. So I, I take the first two games off. I call in to Coach No, and I call in the Coach uh, Big uh, Big Holtz. I said, hey, you know, I said, I want y'all to know I want to be there. I say, you know, I'm new at this game, and I don't want to make guys mad at me. You know, I said, what should I do? And uh, then I read what Mike Wefter came in, a couple of uh, Ernest Jackson came in. 
I said, hey, I don't want to I don't want to cross the line, but I need to cross the line because I'm making minimal. I'm just yeah. Yeah. I can't do like some of these guys who have big contracts. So what I did was uh, after the first two games, I came back and I, I, I told the guy, I told Tunch why. I said, man, I'm a free agent. I said, I can't afford to uh, uh, take time off. I said, I'll get cut. Some guys who came back after the strike did get cut and they lost their jobs. Yep. Wow. So, I, I wasn't aware of that. So that, 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 that one's kind of like, yeah, but, um, but one of the, the main thing that happened on 87 was uh, Mr. Rooney, the father came to me in the locker when I made the team the first, um, first time we got back three rivers, I'm sitting in my locker and I see uh, Mr. Rooney walking around. Okay. I see him coming toward me. I said, well, he ain't coming toward me because he doesn't know me. So I'm, I'm doing that like, you know, look away, uh, made him make eye contact. He stops right in front of my lock. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. He going to cut me, you know. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, hey, he said, um, you, your name is uh, Dwight Snow. He said, yeah, he said, you're the fast one I'm talking about. I said, yes, sir, I'll be the fast one. I'll be the slow one. I said, whatever, keep me on this team, I'll be it. He's said, I want to say congratulations. <laughs> You. Yeah, I mean, night that was one of the best feelings ever for him to come and congratulate me. That's absolutely awesome. Let me ask you one more question about that yes. first season. You you mentioned Tunch Elkin, and we lost Tunch last year. What, yes. what are you? What are your thoughts of Tunch? I mean, as far as what are your great memories of Tunch? Tunch was face value. I mean, he was. Uh, I got there as a rookie. He was helping me out. You know, here I'm a guy, you know, you know, you got veterans, some veterans, you know, standoffish, but Tunch was the kind of person that came up to me, hey Stoney, what you need to do. I mean, I mean, that's one guy. If you didn't, if you had a problem with Tunch, it was you. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think Tunch had uh he had any enemies. If he did, I, I would love to see him because and I told Tunch too, I remember he had a suburban, an old suburban. I said, oh, man, I would love to have one. Then I'm a rookie. And I see him driving around. I said, Tunch, that's the ride I want right there. He said, well, Stoney, if you keep doing what you're doing, maybe you can get one. And sure enough, the first time I got one, I said, look, Tunch, I got Suburban. But you're talking about a guy who is like, you walk into the room, he's positive. He must have positivity. No matter how bad things are, no matter how they're going, he can always find something positive in it. And I, Tunch was my guy. Touch was my guy. Yeah, you got you got to love touch. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody does. And, touch, you, yes. you know, he. It's hard for an organization to lose guys like Dan Rooney and to lose guys like Touch, and you know, and of course, I'm you know, I'm fond of Craig Wolfley as well, and yes, so many yes. of the guys are just they represent the Steelers' way in the culture, and yes. and I believe there's something special there. My whole fandom began because my family was involved in the coal industry and they had a lot of interactions with the steel mills in, yes. of Pittsburgh. And, and so they knew about the Rooney family and how they treated the players and wh yes. what they meant to the community. So uh, I love to hear stories like that. And, you know, it just, oh, yes. it I reconfirms what we, what we already feel. Uh, yes. I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. into, you know, today's NFL doesn't look anything like when we were young. <laughs> and you know it's all the rule changes and and uh you know it's just uh it's set up to be high scoring offensive games um your speed speed kills and in the nfl right now 
you look at Miami with Hill and Waddle and, yes. and some of yes. these other teams, they have such a huge advantage because they just get yes, the ball to a guy in space and then let him do the rest. Yes. And because they, they're spreading the field so much, you didn't have that. No, benefit. no. You didn't have that option. <laughs> you know, they would close on you. They'd pile drive you. They'd yes. whatever. You, you know, so my question is, do you think that you was born a couple of generations too soon? And how effective do you think you'd be in today's NFL? Uh, a lot of those guys, when we watch football, we laugh at that. Matter of fact, I think they're trying to pass a rule now where if a defensive back hit a player while catching the ball or something like that, they're going to throw him out of the game. Some kind of rule they're trying to bring up. If I was playing now compared to then, oh, my goodness. Yep. And my, yep. my thing is, nothing wrong with the players now. This is my take on them. They're like Ferraris. You know, they're like mm-hmm. pretty, they're fast, they're very expensive. <laughs> We're like, oh, uh, back in the day, 1957 Chevy, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They get on the shade tree, they, they knock the dent out and everything. Yeah. Everybody was afraid, you know, to get hurt because you could lose your job. Or, you know, but now they got it where I see guys sit out, you know. I never I never knew there was such thing as a turp toe. I, I, never, I, never <laughs> I, I never figured that out. A lot yeah. of my guys said that. But, yeah, I got to come on those old school guys. But now – I'm happy for the players, you know, a lot of them, you know, the concussion going on protocol, yeah. but it, they don't need to play flag football, though, or touch football. Yeah. They still can hit. It's okay. You know, they're, they're not that fragile. You know, the, the, you're talking about the 57 Chevy. Yes. The, our generation was built to last. Yes. And, you know, now it's like you get a refrigerator and you got to get another one in five years. That, you know? Yes. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't the, the Maytag guy don't have anything to do anymore. So. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that, too. We got to need one. <laughs> you just talked about the concussion protocol and, uh, you know, how guys are built and uh, taking time off. What was the hardest you were ever hit? Um, hardest I ever hit was uh, Sam Mills. I mean, it's one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those cool things because <laughs> when he hit me, uh, it's one of those things where it's my rookie year, our last preseason game. Uh, he hit me, knocked my helmet off. You know, me and Sam became teammates in Carolina, yeah. so he knocked my helmet off, and I got up real fast, like I'm all tough. And then I start, you know, going this way, and he said, "Hey, young fella, you're 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 you're, um, you're that way." He's oh, helmet. So I, I was kind of like. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay, I said, and that right there, I think that made me make the Steeler team because you know, as a as a rookie, I, I'm like, hey, if I, I can get up and right back on and go in the huddle, they say I, I, I'm a true Steeler. You know, I probably don't remember the last next five plays I ran, but you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something now with the concussion call. Now it's, it's different. It's, it's totally different. When you played with the Steelers, who were you closest to? Uh, I, I had friends like uh, Eric Green, uh, Ernie Mills, uh-huh. Yancey Thigpen, Greg Lloyd. I'm, I'm probably like probably everybody on, on the team. Uh, 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 Darren Perry. Matter of fact, I was out with Darren Perry, uh, Larry Griffin, and who we with? We with Bruce Smith also. They, we went out to uh, Virginia Beach about about a month ago. They went to play golf. I don't play golf, but I'm the best golf cart driver. And I'm the best bartender, so I guess that's why they brought me along. That's awesome. <laughs> so other than that, that's what's going on. You you mentioned Greg Lloyd, so uh, and Bruce Smith. I met Bruce Smith after a Hokies game that our team went and watched, 
when I was in high school. And uh, so super nice guy. We met him after the game, but yes. uh, I never got to meet Greg Lloyd, but he, I mean, the whole avoid Lloyd and I wasn't hired mm-hmm. for my disposition. <laughs> I, he brought, he brought that intensity that yes. the Steelers, it went from Jack Lambert, then it went to Greg Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And yes. of course now the game is so different. You can't play like that anymore. I mean, yes, James exactly. Harrison, you know, James Harrison was like, but you get, yeah, you can't do that. And I understand yes. player safety, you know, mm-hmm. but they, they just brought an edge. Um, yes. but I've said, I've said for a long time that I thought Lloyd was kind of a enforcer in the, his own locker room. Yes. Because like, like that Super Bowl mm-hmm. year in 95, when he, that y'all guys were losing to the, the, uh, uh, well, the Steelers were losing to the Bears there, and he went over to Neil O'Donnell to give him a talking to in the third quarter, and then O'Donnell got his act together, and they won that game. Um, yes, yes. Would, did, you know, you being around Lloyd like that, am I right? Was he kind of an enforcer, and he, yes, he and was a leader there in that locker room? Yes, he was. I mean, he didn't make it be known. Offense, defense, special teams, yeah. coaches. Lloyd was that type of player. And you mentioned him and Bruce Smith. They were playing golf together. And they were like two women of the whole time, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, would you uh I didn't mean women as women are bad, but yeah. I meant like they 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 was kept talking to each other, trying to egg the other one on, and it, they kept I just had I just, I just started laughing. But yeah, he was an enforcer. And uh I tell you, and Kevin Green, uh he was an enforcer in a way that he just showed up and just did his work. Yeah, he just I mean, you're talking about a, a guy who works hard. Kevin Green, I mean, he, he was just a, a phenomenal person and athlete. And he worked out like you would not believe. So you played with both Kevin and and Greg in Carolina, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I think uh, me and Kevin came down a year after, I think, after me. But him and Lori came down. But, you know, Lori had that staph infection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To his knee, he, he still had, you know, he still had like a, he wasn't the lower that you knew, mm-hmm. you know, you know, everything. But Kevin Green was, was still, you know, up and going and doing his thing, you know, and then they, I guess they call him salt and pepper, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah, Kevin was, uh, he's another great guy. I mean, outstanding individual. Wow. Um, what, what is your highlight of your career? I, I know you had that big game where you, mm-hmm. What did you have, like a 97? Uh, you had a huge game against, was it the Jets? You had a huge game against? What was the highlight of your you know what, I know uh, I, have a, I have a football card that has you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I am like probably the least sports guy there is. Like guys go back and watch tape of themselves or know their stats. And all the honest goodness, I don't know. Uh, I know my games, you know, some of them, you know, but I never watch tape of them. I never watch anything after I go through with it. Like I have like all of them. They say, they say you highlight if you ask for the NFL would, you know, of your plays you had or, you know, games. I've never watched a game uh, in, uh, since leaving, you know, us playing, me playing back in the day. Even my daughters didn't know I played football until probably uh, my oldest one, probably until she got in the – fourth, fifth grade. She, she never knew daddy played football. Well, she heard, she heard about it. Well, I have nothing in my house. If you came in my home right now, you'll never know I played. I have people in my neighborhood who I've known for years, didn't know who I was 
until they uh someone mentioned something. He said, that can't be the same guy. He said, he didn't tell me he played. I said, no, I, I don't go around saying that. You know, I talk more about my police. Uh, I, I probably retired from the police department. I, I talk more about that than I do uh, football. But I enjoy football. I, I watch it with some of the guys around here. Well, we definitely want to ask you about your police career as well. Um, let me ask you this. So your departure with the Steelers was in 1994, yes. right mm-hmm. after the AFC championship game. Yes. And then you ended up in Carolina. How did that come about? Uh, Coach Capers, uh, we had a good relationship at the, with the Steelers. Uh, and he said that uh, he may be getting a coaching job down in, in Carolina. And he said, hey, I'm looking for a few guys that I think will be good leaders as we go on to start a new team. Are you having any interest in it? I said, yeah, Coach, I'd like to go down there and visit. But I visited other teams. But uh, knowing Coach uh, Capers, like I know him, we had a close relationship. I went down there. He's a man with his word. You know, he, he said, I want everybody to come down here. We need the work ethics that y'all have in Pittsburgh. We need to bring it down here so that we can get, you know, the, the team generating everything. So uh, I went down and visit. And after uh, being down here, I said, you know what? It's not a bad place to go. Carolina, it's a little warmer than Pittsburgh, but it, it's not Pittsburgh. And, you know, you got new fans based down here. You know, they, 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 they sometimes they was cheering when they should have been cheering. And they were booing when they shouldn't have been booing. You know, they got used to the uh, – everybody was calling us like the um, – what was it called? The tailgate uh, tailgate team. You know, everybody drank cheese and wine group. And that's what it was called when we first got here. You know. So, but uh, I, 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 once we got down here, Mr. Uh, Richardson, uh, great owner, uh, did very well. Matter of fact, he said he was trying to copy the pattern of the uh, Steelers. He told me the first thing he said – he said, we're trying to copy what the Steelers have up there and bring it down here. And I, I told him, you know, I said, it'd be like the Rooney's. I said, it's just, you can't be that way. It's just you. You know, you can't you can't build that. You can't get it. You got to be in your heart. You know, I said, you can't teach that. Yeah, there's there's really only one Rooney's family, especially Dan Rooney. And, yes. And one Chuck No. I mean, Chuck Noll was, you know, the Stars have had three coaches in 50-some years, so that, you know, that yes. says a lot about their loyalty. Yes, it does. But you mentioned how Lowell kind of took you under his uh, his wing and and, yes. and really worked with you. And and he he didn't treat every player the same based no. on the stories that I've heard. And yes. if, he, if he took a liking to you and he liked that effort level and he thought that he's seen untapped potential, he would spend that time to yes. help work to get you there. And, yes, he you know, that's why that the dynasty happened was partly because, uh, of course, none and the scouting department, but also because of no, uh, yes. he had a, a knack of identifying and developing talent, which is yes. something I think that the Steelers are struggling a little bit with right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I totally agree. So you had three Hall of Fame coaches that you played under. That How is about that? I, Absolutely incredible. So you already talked about Noel. So we know there's differences between Cower, Parcells, Noel. Um, How different were they, and what were your perceptions of each one of them? Okay. Uh, Coach Noel was uh, more the father figure. He led by example. You know, he's very few in words. If he tell you one time, he expects you to know the next time. Or if he's correcting somebody over here, Expect you to know why he's correcting him. He should. He don't like going back. I corrected him. You did the same thing he just did. 
why would you listen to what correction I was giving him? And our coach Noah was like, hey, uh, uh, he's all about, I, you may be mad at me, but I'm going to discipline you. You know, you, you, you'll get over it, you know, until you get yourself back, you come back in it. Coach Cowher, more of a full energy, you know, he played the game. I think every once in a while, I think he want to put the pads back on and go play again, you know. I'm shocked <laughs> but, uh, he didn't. He, yeah, yeah. He, he's very energetic. I mean, he was he was more of like in your face, the screaming, the intensity. Well, Coach Noble more like, hey, I'm going to say it in this tone of voice. This is the way it's going to be, you know, this is the way it's going to be. Uh, Coach uh, Parcell, as a matter of fact, I had uh, Coach Belichick was defensive coordinator when I was with the Jets. How about that one? Yeah. yeah. And uh, with him, with Coach Parcell, mind games, straight up mind games. I'm walking on the field and just got there. You know, he said, Stones, you've been around for a while. He said, so, so you, you, you got your, you know, you got your horns. So your horns are pretty long. So we're just walking and some young kid, rookie, you know, wasn't doing anything wrong. He just walked right by us in front of us and went, went to practice. And he said, look at that. He said, uh. And the poor guy walking beside him looked at Coach No, and I'm not Coach No, but Coach Parcell looked at me and him, and Coach uh, Parcell, he should have said, like, that's what I mean. You see, he paid attention to, to, to our business, and he paid attention to his own business. He played mind games on you the whole time, and on Friday, you think you can run through a brick wall. He yeah. will have you thinking that you can't do nothing right, you can't do this. He kept playing. But on Friday, he will say, uh, you can do this. For, I mean, he had just some confidence. And he always said, I can tell you when we're going to win a game. I said, well, coach, I said, how you know we can tell we're going to win a game? Or he said, oh, when we can have a good game. I said, how you know that? He said, well, depending on how the practice go. He said, better yet, depending on how much uh, vodka I have left at the bottle I start on Monday, I know by Saturday how much I drank of it, you know, to, to see where we'll be at. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so you <laughs> go by the bottle where we at. Yeah, I mean, very laid back, love him. And matter of fact, Belichick was going to be the coach uh, for the Jets, you yep. know, but uh, I don't think they, he didn't He didn't like, you know, I guess falling by being by Parcel because he was been, he would been the president, I guess, one of the guys at the Jets. I think he's wanting to get it away. But I think he did pretty good for himself, Belichick. He's not yeah. bad. <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> yeah. The jury's still yeah. out, but it, it might work yeah. out. Well, yes. we're going to go to break soon, but I've got one more question for you. Uh, then we're going to get on to week 15 and ask you some questions yes. about the Panthers and the Steelers. So your career after you left the Jets, you went into the police depart department. Was that in Mecklenburg County? Yes, uh -huh. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. Yes. So... Tell me about that, because that's just an that is for all of your heroics on the football field. That's yes. even more of a hero. That makes you even more of a hero to me. So I think that's fantastic. Fifteen years, correct? Yes, yes, sir. Tell me about yes. that. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I used to do an internship when I was in Pittsburgh as the FBI agent. Uh, I used to work with a, uh, uh, an agent in uh, in Pittsburgh. Wow. I used to go to the uh, the office, and you know, we used to talk about things. He used to tell me about I was doing like an internship under. And after I left there, you know, he said, you know, in order to uh, be a government job trying to get, you have to be a certain age. And when I got down here to Carolina, uh, I passed with the age of acceptance for retirement. 
think I played till I was 36 or 37, 37, like that, you know. So as I did that, uh, I, I said, you know what? I'm going law enforcement. I used to tell the officer who used to escort us out there on the field, I'm going to join your force after I retire from football. Yeah, yeah, Stoney. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. you you're going to join the force. I said, really? I said, I'm going to join the force. He said, okay, okay. Well, whatever you say. So after I left the Jets, uh, I, I went there and I was uh, filling out paperwork. And I, and I called the gentleman up. I said, hey, I want you to know. Uh, I just put my, uh, my papers in. He said, for what? I said, be an officer. And sure enough, when I got there, they thought I was doing a stunt with that. I said, no. I said, when I start something, I said, I'm going to finish it. I've had more people come up to me and apologize to me about saying that. I thought you were some stunt. I thought you were trying to get attention and all that. But now they said, we have utmost respect for you. I said, I appreciate it. I said, I like to give back. I said, I've been blessed. And I said, I want to be able to bless people who really need uh, in need help. So that's how I came with Thank yeah. you for your service to Charlotte. And that's just absolutely amazing. Uh, where, did you have any moments that were more petrifying than, than you ever had before in the football field? Oh, man. I, can t- well, I don't know if it's allowed, but I can tell you about when I was being trained, being, being a trainee, um, that I had we went to a call that they said, hey, pedestrian hit on train track on Tybola and Woodlawn. Okay, a train hit by a train. We get on the scene, first one on the scene. We get on the railroad track. It's a little gruesome, so I'll let y'all know now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get on, we get on, the, we get there on the uh, uh, Tybola and the Woodlawn. We look and we see the train about a half a mile down the road. I mean, down the track, and the and the conductor's running back toward us, pointing like over there, over there, over there. I'm like, what's it right over there? So as we're walking down there. We found a pedestrian. He got hit. And if I could tell you some things, description of that, you'd be like, oh my goodness. I'm like, whoa. So yeah, I mean, when I got there, can I say, y'all, 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 you know, I thought we're getting closer to the body. I saw a foot over here. I saw a hand right here. His body was twisted. I mean, and I and I and I had to be the officer, you know, to check for identity. And I think every bone in his body was, you know, broke. And it, it was a shame. It was a homeless guy. And I was thinking, like, oh my goodness, it's somebody, son, somebody, child, and everything. But yeah, I went to suicide. I saw people when they committed suicide, and they get rigor mortis. They've been sitting there for like eight days. You know, I, I, I've seen a lot of things. Yes, but never, never had I had to pull my gun out. Never Excellent. had to. That's right. Yeah. Never, Good. you know, you always treat people better than you expect to be treated. And I've always had people to respond. And people say, yeah, they cannot run you anyway, Stone. That's why they. That's why <laughs> that's why so, but yes, I, I never had to chase anybody. So you know, everybody wanted me to chase somebody, but no one yeah. would run. So <laughs> See, that's the problem with having world class speed. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd be there with the donut. Yeah. Go get him, Stoney. Go get him. <laughs> yeah, go get him. Go get him that way. <laughs> So it's nice. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be right back after this on Know Your Enemy. We're going to talk about the Panthers, the Steelers, Week 15, and we're going to talk more to Dwight Stone about his amazing career. So we will be right back after this. Stick around. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Know Your Enemy. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, along with Shannon White, in for Jeffrey Benedict, who is on assignment. Jeffrey is going to be bummed he missed this because a fantastic guest tonight and uh i'm really proud the live chat just said hey you guys are killing it lately with guests and this is uh this is the guest i'm most proud of because we don't get it we've never had a former stealer on this show on know your enemy so oh, it's wow. great to have dwight stone I, i'm gonna even stop calling former stealer i'm just gonna see he's a part of the stealer family <laughs> and, so and do you get back to pittsburgh dwight uh, yes, I, I was back, uh, and it worked out great. Uh, me and the family, my girlfriend never went, never went to a game in Pittsburgh. And it just so happened it was Ben's last home game in Pittsburgh. And it and they, 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 I kept telling them, I said, it's going to be cold. No one believed me. I said, listen, it ain't, it ain't Carolina cold. I said, this is going to be cold. Oh, we got this, Dad. We read it. We read it. We get there a couple of days ahead of time. Uh, and the temperature started dropping. It's like, oh, Dad, we got this. I said, no, 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 no. You realize you're walking from the car to the store. That's only like a five-second walk. And you already said you're trembling. You went here. And just so happened that night, it was cold. And we brought all kind of hand warmers. But they had the best time. In the world. They said, Dad, I was so cold, but it felt so good. I mean, because the fan was there. Ben was retiring. It was just, it was around a great group of uh, Steeler fans. We just laughed and had a great time. And I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Where did you sit? Did you sit in the suite or in the former no, players? No, I, 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 I want to sit with, I want to sit with the fans. I never actually felt, you know, at a game, you know, because usually <laughs> I play the game. So, but I, I just want to feel a real atmosphere, how people really act, you know, they really mm-hmm. crave like they say they are. Oh, they are really crazy like they say they are in a great way, though. We yep. had the best time. Well, I mean, that group where we stayed, they're probably, probably still laughing about me over there. Did they know who you were? Uh, one, one, one guy next to me said, I know who you are, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> one of the guys said, I know who he is. That's the way he's going right there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. I mean, but people are very nice. It was cordial. They're out there with my family. And between different breaks, I talked to them, take pictures, we're alive, and you know, have a great time. I said, Hey, you know what? I'm a fan just like you now. You know, I, I said, I appreciate y'all, you know, supporting us. And I said, The God really appreciate it. I said, Y'all don't think that they they don't hear you up there, out there on the field. They hear you. Believe me, mm-hmm. they hear you when things are going good and when things aren't. But I mean, I, I told them, I said, We really it's very much appreciate it. 
Yeah, I've talked to different people that were there that night and uh, talking about the electricity and the the just oh. what an emotional uh, special thing to experience with, yes. uh, you know, uh, the franchise quarterback. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, so I'm, I'm so glad y'all was able to experience that because, that, you know, that wasn't just any game. That was the game. No. Uh, yes, to be at, you know, so, um, you know, as far as the this year's team, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you still follow and keep up with the Steelers. Yes. Um, what has been your first impressions of Kenny Pickett? Um, you know, we've had a lot of discussion, there's a lot of opinions mm-hmm. both ways. Yes, uh, I've always said that he reminds me with his right. charisma, his arm talent, his anticipation. His leadership qualities reminds me of a young Joe Montana. Because when Montana came in the NFL, he didn't have immediate success exactly. that he did later on with Bill Walsh, of course. Mm-hmm. But you can see it. And, I, yes. and it's kind of like what you're kind of seeing out of Pickett. Uh, is there anybody from your time that he kind of reminds you of? Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great question. I'm trying to think. Um, but yeah. One thing about him, like you say, he's very laid back. And that, that's one of the things that – and also, too, I, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody at the same time. But, you know, coming in from, to the NFL, <laughs> that's just like taking someone from Pop Warner and telling them to go to play high school straight from there <laughs> because the, the, the game is a lot faster. You got linemen can run faster than quarterbacks. And everybody, you know, who's there is there for a reason. And they and they they want they want to stay there. If you're gonna stay there, you're gonna do your job. And they put that young man out there. I know they brought another young man, you know, and you know to try to give him that little cushion time. I think a, he should have had a little cushion time because he throw he throw a good player like pick in there, and you can mess him up their career if they're if they're not you know careful. You know, you want to keep his confidence going. You want to know that. Uh, it's gonna be okay, and he's doing a great job. I mean, for his for his age, and for him to be around all them grown men, the way he's handling the thing, he's doing very good. But yeah, he, he does remind me of, of Joe Montana, cool Joe. You know, yeah. easy going. Matter of fact, he, he does remind me of the guy from the Bengals. That guy, I ain't gonna say yeah. quarterback, is down there, one down there now. Yeah. You know, he's just doing a good job. You know, for them. But yeah, I, I think you know, Pickett. They they, they, got, they got to protect him too. I mean, you yeah. got you got to put uh, you just can't throw the poor kid out there. Yeah. And the linemen, I know they're doing their best, and they're they're there. And, and anytime you are another defense, you know, the young guy, you said all kind of things to try to confuse him because he's not used to it yet. Take your bumps and your bruises, but he's gonna be okay. He's a good one. When you go ahead and take a look at the rest of the Steelers' offense, and you mentioned the offensive line. Who do you feel is the most dynamic player on that offense as far as the skill players go? Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Would it be Najee or would it be somebody like George Pickens? See, I think it'd be Pickens. I mean, uh, well, no, it depends on, you know, I think what, oh, man, Najee. You know, I mean, he had, last year was like boom. You know, he he came out like like nothing was nothing. Twelve hundred uh, yards, uh, yeah. Wow, yeah. 
I'm trying to, that, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. I mean, you throw some question at me that I can't even answer, but yeah, uh, uh, that's a great question. Well, but, the, yeah, uh, let's just go ahead. Let's pivot a little bit and let's talk about George Pickens then. So just a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago in Atlanta, you know, he was in his yes. hometown, um, mm-hmm. did have, uh, yeah. yeah, did have a little bit of a, discrepancy on the sidelines let's put it yes. that way because he wasn't he wasn't getting a chance to uh get the ball he only had uh, two yep. targets in that game yes. um what kind of a lot of fans were turned off by that and i shannon and i and some of our uh, cohorts here at btsc feel that it's it's uh that you have to give that a pass almost because you, he's learning the game what are, what yes. are your thoughts when you see something like that yeah, I mean, and one of the things, too, like you say, is learn the game. I mean, it's easy to sit at home and, and, and critique everything and say, we should have did that or we should have did this or we should have, you know. And, and being that he's young, and usually you have – an usually most time you have an older player, you know, to try to groom some of the younger players. And I, I think he, he's going to be okay. And people just got to learn to be patient, you know. One thing about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh lets you know how they are. You know, they don't care if your first year, your second year, whatever. But you know, the young man, I think that he's just a matter of growing up. And a lot of things is in college coming to the NFL now is a lot different. Back in the old days, a lot of people I think are humble, and you know your role. I think everybody want to be a superstar. Everybody want it now. They want it, but you know. Like me, when I came in there, I knew my place. Like if I didn't get the ball, I didn't get the ball. I, I can block or whatever. I what I need to do. But everybody want to be the star, and everybody should be playing their role. And you see a lot of teams that have a lot of role players. You know they, they're they're doing good. Hey, just just know your role. But everybody want that limelight. Everybody want TikTok. Everybody want you know it's right here. But just I mean they keep their work ethics going. It, it'll come to you. You don't have to worry about like Tyreek Hill. That, that I mean, you talking about working hard, you know, and he, from one team to the other, I said, oh, he's going to drop when you get a Dolphins. He hasn't dropped yet. I mean, but, you know, but it's just a matter of just knowing your place. Well, you know, you played for three, as we were talking about, Hall of Fame coaches. Yes, sir. I cannot imagine any of those three coaches putting up with the stuff that happens. Oh, them. man. But the uh-huh. difference is with the salary cap and free agency – it's so different now. And yes. then you have players like Antonio Brown that will throw a tantrum um, and force their way out. And you're, yes. you're seeing that happen more and more. So it, it allows things going on. Again, a, a, a leader like Greg Lloyd, if Pickens would have been doing that back in the day when you was playing, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, Kyra, no, nobody wouldn't have had to win over one exactly. of the players. I mean, Hayward tries, but it's a different mm-hmm. NFL. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, and so uh, some things are better, you know, safety precautions, you know, because of yes, CT yes. and everything. But the kinder and gentler isn't just on the field. It's also yes. with the coaching staff, as you know. Yes, if, yes. If you said some of the things or did some of the things that you've seen happen, maybe to you with your coaches. Yes. Now it would be you'd be at court and, it, you know, and it would be like oh, you <laughs> you insulted his rights or, you know, and, and it, it's just. Uh, it, it's hard to adjust. I'm, you know, being an old timer, I'm used to that. And I just think that so many times they're showing up their quarterback or they're showing up their teammates yes. and it's making yes. it 
more about them instead mm -hmm. of the team. Yes. You know, and, and you've heard the story of Noel talking to Stallworth, and Stallworth was a little upset in 79 because he only had a couple of catches. And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, well, you know, I didn't have much work today. I didn't get much work. And he's like, yeah, but we won. What, yes, what would yes, you rather yes. have, you know, the win or statistics? Oh, yeah, yes. And he said, I don't see why we can't do both. There is a way to handle things and a time to handle things. It, it is. If throwing yes. a tantrum on the sidelines ain't the time. Yes, to play. yes, yes, yes. You, you hit it. You hit it right on the head. Right on the head. I'm and I just realized that you uh, you played with uh, John Stallworth. That was his final season. And Donnie Shell. Yes. 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 That just that just occurred to me. How awesome is that? Great guy. Stallworth. Yeah, uh, Stallworth. Matter of fact, we grew up. Uh, 25 miles from each other. Really? Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, his school used to be my school and still does. Uh, and football, <laughs> basketball, soccer, softball, anything, any sports related. They're, they, they, they beat us. <laughs> yes, they're, they always beat us. <laughs> he always laugh about it. <laughs> was so he was a great guy. Was he one of the uh, guys that that uh, that uh, took you by the hand and helped you out? I mean, him, Lewis Lips. I had uh, Ernest Ernest Jackson, Frank Pollard. I mean, I had so many guys. Gary Anderson. Gary used to help me out, and I love Gary Anderson. I said, like, "I love Jackson." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, Gary. You know, and he, he, you know, he always said, "Stony, come here." I said, "What?" He said, "Why are you not doing anything?" And I said, like, "Gary." He said, "Just because no one is doing, it, don't mean you shouldn't do it." So I was like, "Okay, Gary, I'll just start doing something." He said, "He said, never get caught doing nothing." Look, right, at the, <laughs> so, look at the kicker, so, the little I guy. I was doing yeah. something. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's he, awesome. He said, you want to be here? You do. Finney, you doing something? All right, Gary. You know, and that's not a bad guy to talk to. I lasted 14 years. I guess he. I guess he did know a little something. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think he did okay for himself. <laughs> that guy. Right. Just, I told him. That guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame too. Oh man, yeah. I, I, I mean, have anybody heard from him? I mean, I haven't heard anything from about Gary. He's up in mm -hmm. Canada. Oh really? Uh, from and I, if I'm not mistaken, he has a fly fishing business or, or something like oh, that. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah. So he's he's up in Canada. Um, I talked to I one of my first interviews was with Morton Anderson, and I was talking to him oh, about wow. Gary Anderson, no. and and Morton was talking about how this guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than yes, he anybody. Does. Yes. So. I would love to see him get in. That would, that would oh, be absolutely amazing. Me, I am totally with you on that. Totally with you on that. Let's talk about this week's game. Carolina, do you get to follow the Carolina Panthers a good bit? Yes. Uh, matter of fact, I, I'm one of the uh, legends for them down here. I do a lot of uh, speaking engagement for them, cool. appearances for them. You know, so I stay active with them. You know, being I'm in this area, I'm not in Pittsburgh, so I do a lot with them. So – this team's like the Steelers. They're in transition this year. Yes. Because the last, but they've done it a, couple, a different way because they tried, they've spent a lot of draft capital on quarterbacks. Oh, yes. Sam Darnold and now Baker Mayfield. And yes. Now, whoever, whoever out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's Sam again this week. Yes, yeah, Sam. Yes. Yes. So what? They did have a big win last week over a very good Seattle team in Seattle. Yes. Yes. So, so what do you think that this week looks like for Pittsburgh and Carolina? 
I think this this right here would be a, a good landmark for each one of them. Uh, you know, this is a, this is like one of those games where this team is struggling, but you're having good moments. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh needs it because I mean, there's game that Pittsburgh shouldn't have just just been away with, but I mean, lately, you know, things have been happening. You need this confidence game. Because matter of fact, believe it or not, bad as the Panthers' uh, record is, they're still one game out of the lead yeah. in their their division. And they're, uh, yeah. I said, wow, you know, in Pittsburgh, you get on a hot streak and start moving because Carolina, you know, had, I think went four and four since they got Will to new uh, the new coach, and they're loving him. Everybody's buying to what he's selling, and everybody wants to please him. They want him back. That's all you hear around there. And they're playing extra hard for him. I mean, like some of the guys that I used to see on, on game, I'm like, you know, why is he even out there? But now that same person that was doing that or doing that for more effort for him. And, and he, he speaks the truth. He tell them like it is. And I look over here at uh at uh, the Steelers, and I'm trying to I, I I'm trying to figure out what's going on, you know, because. They have the talent. You got the the defense is like, you know, it's just should be uh, lights out. But you got to have an offense kill your defense. You got to be able to get them a breather. You know, you got to be able, and they have they have it. It's just, you know, you need that one signature game and the turn of your game around. This could be the game for the Steelers. And if and and then over here, in in, uh, in Carolina, they said this is a game for them. So this is going to be a very big game. I mean, people have been talking about it over here. We have more Steeler fans down here than we do Carolina. It's probably uh, three three Carolina Panther fans to every 10. I mean, when you go to uh, uh, when you used to go to the stadium, I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you walked in there blindfolded, not knowing the colors of it, when the game started, and you said, oh, Steeler got a home game. Yeah, that's how many fans they have following around here. I mean, they have they have Steeler bars. They have this right here. I mean, it's more about Steelers coming in town than Carolina, uh, you know, on the street. So Pittsburgh is well loved down here. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm good Lord willing, I'm gonna be at the game. And oh, yeah. the Steelers, I, yes, the Steelers have not lost when I've been at a game. I think they're seven and oh. Well, and I don't want to. This is my first away game, okay. and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the good mojo follows me to Charlotte. Oh, yes. We, but, we, I mean, and I, I told him, I, I said, told him people, I said, hey, I love Carolina. I do anything, I, but when they play my uh, Steelers, y'all already know. I said, don't even come to me asking me who you going for. I said, y'all already know who it is. I said, uh, if they ain't playing us, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I root for the I root for the Panthers, but when they when they see that black and gold come out there, I say y'all already know. I say even when I go over there, help them out, you know, I help them out with little charity. I say y'all already know who I'm going for, so don't act like you like you don't know. Tell you hit up the Panthers. I say I know. Matter of fact, Mr. Tepper, the owner, you know, used to have uh, have some kind of uh, percentage in the uh, Steelers. And yep. He loved the Steelers. Yep. He loved the Steelers. Oh my goodness. I think if he could take the Steelers and move them here, he would. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But I, I appreciate you saying that about you know how many fans there is that live in the area. Every oh. broadcast when the Steelers are half the stadium in away games, they say yes. the Steelers fans travel like no other. No, they're no, they already don't. there. 
They, yeah, they yes. live in the area. They're, they're everywhere. Yes. Worldwide, yeah. baby. Worldwide. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I know a lot oh, yeah. of people through our uh, Behind the Still Curtain, you know, a lot of people who live in North Carolina and the surrounding Charlotte area. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I believe uh, our very own Jeremy Betts lives in North Carolina, so he'll be there probably as well. Are you going to be at the game, Stoney? Uh, no, I don't go to games. You know, my my, my uh, wife and my girl go to the game. You know, uh, I let them go to the game. You know, but me, I, I'm more or less like I, I'm 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 okay at home. I'm at home, okay at home. We get the game. I ain't got to fight. You know, <laughs> I'm just very laid back. But yeah, I, I go to some games. You know, but yeah, uh, it could be a beautiful day. I think it's like 45, 50 for the Steelers. But you know, Carolina, they ain't used to the cold weather. I'm like, just, I'm just saying, you know. But yeah. It's uh they they, they get considered it cold when it get forty five, and when it get like well I remember when I first got here and it was like it's oh man fifty degrees, I'm like <laughs> man that's that's sunbathing day right there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwight, I hate you ain't going to be at the game, but we'll be down Saturday. So just send me your home address. Me and <laughs> okay. my family will come by. We'll do dinner. Hey, and hey have a little on, fellowship. I, I mean, it'll work out. It'll work out. <laughs> yes, I mean you. You have no, you have no place. You have no problem finding Steelers uh, hangouts. Believe yeah. me. Oh my! Look at Shannon and invite himself over. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on, hey, come on! Uh, I know some people said uh, uh, I can barbecue, I can grill, I can. Uh, well, I think I can do it all. You yeah. know, but yeah. Anytime you know you come down here, I mean, really, I mean, give you a place to stay. God knows you're welcome. <laughs> Well, I, it is my dream to get to a, a Carolina game, and I will look you up as well. We got to yeah, do this. This is a tradition we do on every Know Your Enemy. We ask our guest to make a prediction for the game. So we're, we're going to put you on the spot. We know who you're rooting for, but we're going to oh, put yeah, you on the spot. Right. Uh, I'm going with Pittsburgh uh, 28 to 10. Nice. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'd love to see uh, that. Yes. Even though Carolina is hot, you know, right now. But they they met they they ain't really been hitting the mouth on a cold day, you know. It's easy to do when it's warm, but when you get hitting the mouth on a cold day, it's a great day for the Steelers. The ball feels different. The hit feels hurt a little more. But oh, yeah. the Pittsburgh, you know, it's like, oh man, this is ideal weather. Absolutely, it's always a good day for football when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, oh yes, Dwight, thank you so much. I, we could have talked to you. I, I can speak for Shannon here. We could probably talk to you for another four hours. Hey, so, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate y'all all having invited me. Yeah, well, we'd love to have you on the network again. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. A Merry Christmas to you and your family. And if you, like I say, I'll, I'll leave you my number. You want to call me up? Call me up. <laughs> no, no problem. Seriously. I already got your number. To you and your you. Yes, you do. See, you already got it. See, your boy already got it. He, he left you out, Shannon. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to Shannon. We'll, we'll, we'll the three of us will talk offline. Okay. Thanks again so much. Uh, so oh, programming welcome, note, make sure you check out tomorrow morning another episode of The Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, who was in the live chat tonight as well um also another episode of what ian's talking about is going to be tomorrow at noon and then we're going to have the preview with jeff hartman myself and dave schofield as well so much programming anywhere you download your favorite podcast make sure you go ahead and download behind the still curtain because it's for all of your pittsburgh Steeler needs for shannon white 
for Dwight Stone. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It has been epic. I love it. Dwight, anything final? <laughs> anything to say? Anything final? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I appreciate everything Pittsburgh done for me. I mean, the Rooney family. I mean, the fans. I know we had some good times, some hard times, but one thing you can know, that's always my home. Black and gold. I love it. Can I say one more thing? Yes, you can. I've never asked for an autograph from anybody. <laughs> uh, I've I've shook hands with plenty of guys and just thanked them for how they played. And I'd say thank you for how you always represented the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you very much, my buddy. I ask for autographs. Sorry, <laughs> and I have a Dwight. Stone. Yeah, I I'd be more than glad to send you one. I send you a picture. <laughs> I well, thanks so much, Dwight. We You're will welcome, talk to you Brian. all later. We'll talk to you offline. So for Shannon, for Dwight, for I'm for behind the steel curtain, I'm bad. And we will talk <laughs> to you later. Go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs>